second chances. Life is about second chances. Yeah, this is you know? going to be the second time we try to go through this episode because we we're just recording one mic and we have two people with two yeah, mics. So that's right. Nothing to say with Josh and Drew round two. Five oh, to 40 minutes of yeah. podcasting, and then to realize that we only had one mic on and my mic was not on, and then to have to do all that again. So it's a good thing we caught it only about like maybe a, a third of the way in. Yeah, but it's still pretty <laughs> annoying. But we're back we're again. Back. We're back again. We're back again. You, you, good morning. You never heard the other side of the show. Yeah, we're going to do all that again. But good morning. I'm Josh. I'm Drew. This is Nothing to Say with Josh and Drew. Be sure to hit us up at nothing to say podcast at gmail.com. We're also, um, Drew, we're going to fake being surprised. So That's right. I'm going to tell you about this new feature that we're getting. Yeah. We're going to have a call-in feature. Probably going to debut it next episode. We're going to give out the number, and our listeners are going to be able to call in, leave us a voicemail, and we're going to be able to react to them. What do you think about that? What? That's incredible. That's incredible see, news. This is acting, folks. <laughs> we are. No, 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 but that that is awesome. That is awesome. Actors. I am. I am looking forward to getting our first voice message from Michael Jackson. Uh, of course, anyone that's been listening to this podcast knows what that's in reference to. And uh, so I'm looking forward to that. But that that is cool, though. That that's is cool. just ignorant. That's just ignorant. <laughs> no, but um, in all reality, oh, sorry. In all honesty, um, yeah, we're just we're just happy to be here. I, we haven't recorded in the morning very much. I like this much more. I feel I feel more refreshed. Oh yeah, yeah. Hopefully, uh, you know, because usually every time we're having a podcast, you always love to yawn. So hopefully, this morning yeah. recording will will prevent any. Well, of that. yeah, because in the morning I have a fresh perspective on life. Um, I haven't started all the interesting things I normally do, so it's really great to start off with a podcast with one of the more dull people I know. Perfect. So <laughs> that's, that's that's me. <laughs> that's really nice. Um, but yeah, we wanted to. Now that we don't have someone with us that hasn't seen Game of Thrones, that would be Drew. We want to talk about Game of Thrones, albeit pretty briefly. What do yeah, you think yeah. about this last season? I, I I didn't. I don't have the same hatred that a lot of people do. You know, just because I don't follow the story as with like a fine tooth comb as like everyone else. So all these like tiny subplots that like, Oh, this is going to have meaning someday. Like all that, like just completely went past me. So, so, you know, I, I took it for what it was. I thought I, I kind of wish it was just 10 episodes, like a normal season. And then I wish they would have, you know, made the drama a little more dramatic uh, and, and just spaced it out a little bit more. I think it was, a little rushed the ending, but ultimately I think, I think it ended where it needed to end. I think like, I think if, if John would have died at the end, if Arya would have died at the end or Sansa would have died at the end, I think people would be upset for a different reason because they'd be like, you you don't get that happy ending that you wanted. So I think this is a happy ish ending. So I think that, that's that's the way it should have ended. I think it was just like a happy-ish ending, and 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 it did what it had to do. Yeah, I have a I have a similar take on it. So I was expecting going into it because they've been publicizing really hard that it was going to be a shorter season, um, same amount of minutes as a normal ten episode season, but just 
condensed a little shorter. So I went into it expecting fully that it may be rushed. Um, It was the extent to which they added storylines and plot points at the end that just never materialized into anything. A lot of like the obvious things like John going to the wall, even though there's no need for a wall. (laughs) (laughs) And his whole premise on surviving being on Grey Worm's ignorance. Oh, yeah. That the whole purpose for that is to keep the White Walkers out and to watch out for things coming out. And those are all dead. So his whole freedom arc is based off of that. Um, Arya being a flat earther, (laughs) not understanding the way that round planets work, that if I keep on going in one direction, you end up on the other side of the planet. So what's west of Westeros is the easternmost shore of Essos. <laughs> so I don't, you know, whatever. That and was then, weird. And then like Bran, Bran is the king. I love like my, I, I, had to, I had to say out loud, like when I heard this, like when he was like, that's why I've been here the whole time or whatever. Like, you know, like that's why I came here. Yeah. I was like, bullshit. <laughs> like you didn't, like half, he, he didn't become the three-eyed raven until like much later in the in the series that's not what he was talking about that's why that's why he's here as in at that moment that's why he came from the north to meet everyone as he knew that he was going to become king that day you think because he saw the future yeah I I, i feel like it was a much longer arc of like he knows what's going to happen and that he was going to be king oh well yeah from the moment he became the three eyed raven Mm, well, that could be that could be possible. Well, I think he looked at the Night King knowing that he wasn't going to kill him and that his sister was going to come and, you know, Air Jordan. Right. The Night King in the, in the stomach with a knife. Um, but yeah, that's why he was, you know, calm and he was never really at odds for anything. Maybe that's why he was so chill the whole time because maybe he just saw the vision. He's like, I just have to get through this yeah, yeah. to know that I'm going to be king. So maybe, yeah, maybe... I mean, I'm not upset with him being that. king because I think he's going to be a good king. He's, I think he's going to be like one of those just like logical, informed, like no emotion kind of kings, which I think is a good king. Unlike, you know, presidents that some of us have. All of them. I think every president <laughs> has been a self-centered dick. Some of them are just better at putting on an act. Like you can't, you can't not be at some level an asshole. When you're president, even like the nicest presidents that look the nicest and present themselves in that way. Yeah. That's all. I think it's an act. Like you don't, you don't, you don't get there without being some level of a dickhead. All things aside, all hail King Brand the Broken. All all hail King Brand the Broken. And what a name, Brand the Broken. I know. Yeah. It's so insulting. Well, it's, 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 it's honest. It's honest, but you know, like, why does it have to be honest? I mean. Well, because that's the whole thing. Why not Brand the Humble? Brand the humble, well, well doesn't it, it doesn't roll off the tongue like right, brand right. the broken, but right. but well, Game of Thrones is done yeah. for now until we have spinoffs. So I'm, I'm, yeah, we'll see. I'm definitely curious of how many people just like immediately cancel their HBO subscription. One out of anger of the ending of Game of Thrones, and then two because Game of Thrones <laughs> is, is just over. You know, there's nothing else. Well, I think it's people that aren't really informed at what HBO has to offer. So. Full disclosure, we are not sponsored in any way by HBO, but would love to be. Would love to be, yeah. Yeah. But we aren't. But HBO has so much more to offer because they have great content. So you could, I could cancel Netflix, not use your Hulu password anymore, <laughs> cancel my DirecTV now, and be fully fulfilled by HBO in and of itself because I get news. They have a real sports 
which is if you cared about sports, they don't have live sports, but they have real sports, which is a show that they do incredible journalism about sports. They were really on the forefront of this whole concussion thing. Do they give highlights and stuff like that? Or like, no, 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 no. No game just, highlights. Mm-hmm. It's just like about... They're, it's sports stories, but they go really deep into them, and they're very, 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 very good. Is that the Bryant Gumble thing? Yeah. Okay. So he's incredible. Um, that show's great. They have Last Week Tonight with John Oliver, even though it's incredibly left-leaning. If you're looking for something on balance, um, you probably shouldn't watch news anywhere. Um, but at least this is funny. Um, so I'll go, I I do like that. And then vice, which is even more left-leaning if possible than last week tonight, but incredibly informative in that they go places where I feel no other journalist in, you know, a big news place would go to. But I don't know. I mean, but is vice left-leaning or is it just completely filled with left-leaning people? Cause like, it seems I mean, obviously, like, I'm biased, but it doesn't seem like, oh, look how bad the right is. It seems very, like, these are the facts, this is what's happening, presented by people that are clearly the most far-left progressives you've ever seen. Well, you can't... Okay, so this is going to be a pretty touchy subject, but you can't approach certain hot-button political issues in a non-biased way without presenting where you lean left or right. So you could go to any any of these big um, political points like abortion. If you come at abortion immediately with banning it as the worst possible thing because it's obviously something that we need to keep legalized in all of its forms, that's the vice angle. That is clearly left-leaning. If you come at it with abortion is the worst thing because they're basically putting babies into pencil sharpeners and drinking the baby's blood, that's far right leaning. Somewhere in the middle is there is a point, I don't know when it is, doctors right now can't tell you when it is, but there's a point where that thing is more a baby than it is a group of cells. And then what do you do at that point? Is it an abortion? Are you well, it is an abortion. Are you killing a person? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what do you do with that? They're not presenting that angle of it, the ambiguous, like, oh, when is it a person? What's there? They are presenting, you're right, clear, concise facts, but I feel like that only really address their side of it. True. So, which is fine because they are presenting facts, which is something I, I really enjoy, which is why I watched. What I don't like is the only presenting one side of facts because facts are not biased one way or the other, but it's the facts that you select that make it biased. But sure. that's what that's what I think they're left leaning. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then of course Bill Maher, who is which I don't even bother listening to because he's the equivalent of Fox News to me. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. like radical anything, and yeah. he is even further left to the point of. Just the mere mention of that, I've never seen it. Yeah. I've only heard snippets of it. Yeah, yeah. And it seems so unappealing. Well, it's, weird. it's weird that he's... You would never think of Bill Maher and the people who present on Vice News as being, like, the same kind of person, right? Yeah. Like, they're not. Like, just because Bill Maher is such an asshole, you know? Like, he has that, like, tough guy mentality, but with progressive politics, whereas kind of the the hippies 
mm-hmm. of like Vice News, yeah. the hipster hippies, you know, like they just are totally like pacifist types. Yeah. You know. Yeah, but Bill Maher is like he gives off this like insufferable cunt vibe. Oh yeah. That no, I just can't stand. Regardless of left leaning or yeah, right yeah. leaning, that kind of person yeah, yeah. is so intolerable for me. I just I just can't fathom having no, a yeah. conversation a, a conversation. I would rather talk to a member of the KKK about literally anything. Hear their points and I feel like they would listen to me. I don't feel like Bill Maher would listen to anyone. No, I agree. I agree. That being said, I've never met him. I we would love to have you on the podcast, Bill. <laughs> you would probably shit all over basically everything we do, but we'd be happy to have you. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, but then I used to also on HBO. I used to love uh, True Detective season one. Okay, so okay, that. so we're going into the shows now. See, we just touched on news. Oh, okay, let's get into the show. What they got? So they yeah. have they have True Detective. Season one, unfortunate season two, and apparently a good season three, which I have not yeah, watched. Yeah, I've, I've heard season three is pretty good. Westworld, which I, is Yeah, I was so great. down. I was so down on season one, I never touched season two. It's good. Is it? Yeah. Everyone was saying that it was so bad. Yeah, no, oh, no, I think it's good. I feel like the same people who think this last season of Game of Thrones was terrible didn't true, like. True, true. So Westworld is solid. I like, I, I like Westworld Yeah, and then bit. season three, I saw previews for season three, yeah. which is like looks totally different yeah because in season two spoiler alert they they come out the robots make it out of the west world right and they make it into the real world and then there's like a bunch of you know weirdness in terms of like memories and things being embedded into them so we don't know if they're people or not people whatever but season three is back i'm pretty stoked yeah um, yeah it looks interesting um the other show that they have they have so many good funny shows so um, Silicon Valley season six is the last season they announced recently. Um, it's just a great show. It's yeah. very fun. It's a great take on Silicon Valley, which um, I've heard is it's a pretty good analog to the way it's really like out there. Yeah, in uh, that in that world, which is great. It's really really funny. And uh, Vice Vice Principals that was only two seasons long. That this goes into the other aspect. They have an incredible backlog of really good television. Just great shows that you could watch forever that are only available on their platform. Right. Not to mention semi-recent-ish movies. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That they get to watch. I don't know what... Like, if you're canceling your HBO subscription, it's probably because you haven't really given HBO a shot. Yeah. And really looked at what they have to offer. And then they have new shows all the time, like Pretty Little Lies or Liars. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've never seen that. Yeah. My but mom, it sounds My good. mom tells me it's really, really good. A lot of people say that's really, really good. Yeah. Um, what other good show? Where's oh, um, Chernobyl or Chernobyl? Chernobyl. Yeah, share if you're out there, you're very noble. <laughs> but um, I, I really, I do really want to see that. I saw the previews for it. It looks very dark, very, very uh, informative about just the story of Chernobyl, which like is has is very fascinating to me. Like, yeah, I do like those like biopics. Yeah. So it's a mini series. It's only five episodes long. They work with HBO and Sky. If you didn't know, Sky is the UK's, it's like one of their biggest channels. Mm, okay. So it's like the BBC and Sky, and then Sky has like five different channels. They show sports and everything. Mm. Um, they did a very good job. One thing that's worth noting, though, is that they have a different angle with it. It's a show, five episodes, with an accompanying podcast that gives you a much better, you know, into the episode. You know how they have in, into the episodes for Game of Thrones? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. This has an even deeper into the episode hosted by Peter Sagal from NPR's 
I think it's Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, he's the host of, and he's having this interview with the showrunners, and it's really good. They go into all, you know, like the behind the scenes, all the research that they had to do. Um, if you if you love the show and are interested in more of the story than it has to offer, the accompanying podcast does an incredible job at really giving that to you in a, in a great way. And you really hear how to really put on a podcast, which is like their podcast is so much better than this one. It's incredible. Like it's like better organized. It's just it's it's a it's a lesson in a great show. And it's a lesson in like podcasting too. See, I think I think that's so smart to do a podcast. Oh yeah. Instead of just like a show, because I mean, because like they had for for like Walking Dead, like I always remember hearing about Talking Dead. You know that Chris Hardwick was the host of, and they would like talk about the show after it airs. But then like you know, th- that seems like something that you would only watch live. So the idea of like, oh, I'm gonna DVR or I'm gonna watch on demand the talking show about it, you know, that seems silly, but like a podcast to me, like makes more sense because it's something you can just put on, on your way to work the next day or or while you're at work or whatever. And like, it just, you don't have to like really, you don't have to, you don't have to concentrate on it because you can just listen, you know, it's like a TV show. You have to like sit down, watch, listen, you know, turn on more of your senses in order to pay attention. So I think a podcast makes a lot more sense. And I think it's a very smart thing by HBO. Yeah, and it's and it's really well done, and it gives you a lot of great information. They even like talk about how to go visit Chernobyl yourself and what it's like and what goes into it. Like I didn't know if you go today, they check if you're irradiated before you get in. If you are, you can't get in. Once you get in, they take you really close to the reactor that blew up, and as you leave, they scan you again. And if you're even remotely irradiated past a. Th- a a threshold yeah you can't leave really yeah they have to like decontaminate you i didn't know that so they get into all these really really wacky details and about how making the show was easy in some respects because the soviet union you know they're a communist country they all have the same helmets for example right yeah so when you're doing research for a show you have to see oh like where do the firemen's helmets come from are they different by region no because we are the Soviets. We have one fucking helmet for everyone. <laughs> I was like, oh, that makes sense. It made it easier easier to do the show. What made it harder was that, you know, there was this was shrouded, shrouded in secrecy until the end of the Soviet Union. But listen to it, guys. It's it's absolutely incredible. They do such a good job. So that's... So how far is the show right now? Like Episode how- four. So this weekend is the very last episode. Okay. Okay. And then it's done. And then you think, okay, well, that's the now I could cancel HBO. And then they got you with a like a bunch of brand new shows, some of which are funny, some of which are um, Watchmen. The series is coming back, which looks like a weird mixture of like cult adoration stuff. Yeah, wasn't that on Netflix? No, well, no, no, no. the movie was, but this is a brand new oh, show coming on okay. um, HBO. Got it. So there's just they they have so much good content. Um, they have a what is it? Sharper. I used to call the show sharper images, but <laughs> whatever. There's sharp objects. Sharp objects. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that sharper was Im- such a good show. That, that was, was such a good show. It was yeah, miniseries. That's what it really yeah, was. Yeah. So you know, if if you're if you're done with HBO, that just means you haven't looked at HBO. Yeah, you really haven't. You just wanted to watch Game of Thrones, which is fine. You just wanted like a one night stand. Yeah, you want to hit it and quit it. You want to hit it and quit it. Yeah, but I suggest you make another fake email, sign up for them for another free 30 days, <laughs> and get in there and take in what they have to offer. And then in a month, listen to this same episode again, 
Remember, change your email, make a new account, <laughs> and take it all in because it's it's just good. And there are no commercials. Can we just no yeah. commercial? The only commercials are between entire episodes to give you more, more. great shit to watch. <laughs> yeah. So what do we? There's nothing to lose here. Check out HBO. It's great. Um, so now that our HBO ad is over, let's um, go to a real ad. Now here it is. All right. Thank you to our sponsor. So now that we are back, we're actually going to touch on the news. Okay. We have a couple of things here. So to the topic of Russia that we were on with Chernobyl, I'm going to call it Chernobyl from sure. now on. You can call it whatever you want. Um, <laughs> Putin's, or Putin, if you're in Poutine. Canada, yeah. um, his approval rating jumped from 30 to 70% in one day. Wow. Can I just talk about like how, how impactful of a person is he? He must have done something really, really great. Yeah. Like, replace a three with a seven in whatever <laughs> spreadsheet they used to keep that. But what do you think about approval ratings? Because it, they're, always, they're always something that I just... I've, I found it fascinating that anyone put any stock in, for example, CNN's approval rating of our current president means so little to me because it's so not it's it it's reflective of what people who watch cnn think of the president which if you're watching cnn it's pretty fucking obvious you don't like our president or just like fox news's interview but i don't know i don't i don't know if that's how it works i don't know because polling is just a mystery to me of how how they do it like what is the biggest polling company isn't i don't know i don't know know. but but either way gallup gallup the gallup polls I would hope that the Gallup polls are not just, or like the CNN polls are not just done of, hey, are you watching? We are taking a poll, so log on to Twitter and tweet your answer. You know, like I'm, I hope that that's not the way they do it. But still, the idea of how polls work in general, when they're like, oh, right now the president's approval rating is this, or right now this many people support his his wall or whatever. You know, like. I'm always curious of how that works. Uh, I've certainly never been called and asked my opinion. And I'm curious of just who is on the calling list or the mailing list or whatever. I don't even know. Like, how does that work? Well, my my whole thing is that, first off, if you're one of these big stations and you lean a certain way or the other, you're only going to advertise or you're you're only going to put out statistics that prove your point. Right. You're not going to share with the audience everything that they have to offer of course so i've only watched the bbc a handful of times they very rarely talk about approval ratings from what i've seen they very get they very rarely get emotional about things so they, it seems it seems like the right way to do it is to not lean one way or the other now if you're in the uk and you know that the bbc is clearly left or clearly right leaning i apologize from but from over here it seems pretty straightforward like a a nice way to report the news um the interviews they have with politicians can sometimes be contentious at the politician and a politician has to react to that yeah so i feel like they do a good job over there but here it's so blatant the way that they lean one way or the other right i just don't see any value in that kind of news it's true it's 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 propaganda from one side or the other so and the fact that it's 24-hour news and i don't know if we've talked about this before on the on the show though i know we have privately but i don't know 
if there are enough things happening in the world to talk about them for 24 hours. <laughs> like the things they talk about are so mundane at times. So just recently we had a shooting in Virginia uh, yesterday, I think. That happened. It's unfortunate. That's newsworthy. When the president farts and it smells like eggs, I don't need CNN running a breaking news. Wolf Blitzer here. It smelled like eggs. He eats Russian eggs. Is this uh, Jesus Christ? Can we not talk about mundane shit and about like there's plenty of real news. Vice has a show every day and it's different. Yeah, but but Vice has a news has a show every day that runs for one hour. I know. If they had to run 24 hours. But why? Who gives a fuck? Who gives that much of a fuck? Obviously, someone does. I don't know these people, but there has to be someone investing their entire day watching the news. There has to be because they need or else the channel wouldn't exist as it does. No, I I agree. I just really want, please, someone listen to our next episode get the phone number and call in (laughs) and explain to us what you get out of watching a 24 hour news show. But I think think that 24 hour news though, they... They tend to repeat stories. I think it's kind of like radio, how they yeah, repeat but, songs. You yeah, know? but in the land, okay, because it, you don't know a, when you don't know when people are going to tune in. But but here's the thing: we live in 2019, where the internet gives me what I need when I want it. Right? Why on this beautiful planet, in the great time to be alive? Is there a place that's just repeating the same shit in whatever order they want to repeat it in that apparently makes sense to them when I can just find whatever I want, when I want, written by whomever I want? What There's no value to having 24-hour news well, anymore. Well, you know, what, I, what I've always thought, and I don't, I don't have an argument against what I'm about to say either, but... It doesn't make sense to me, you know, like in terms of like Trump saying fake news, fake news, fake news, you know, like I, I certainly don't think the news is fake. Uh, that being said, I don't understand the idea of, oh, we need we're, like we're commercializing the news. We need to make we need advertisers to want to buy in. So we need viewers. How are we going to attract viewers? Well, we need to entertain them, you know, like. The whole idea of just like the big commercialization of news, you know, broadcasting stations. I mean, that sounds like a disaster, like that's going to happen. Like, of course, it's happened. It's happened. We're living in it right Right, now. Yeah. And I get that. I mean, obviously, I don't, it's not like, oh, well, no, no, we need, we need the news publicly funded. Of course not. I I wouldn't say that either because, yeah, it's called PBS though. (laughs) PBS. And that's that's good. The president even said it himself. The president thought PBS was great. And that's what BBC is too. It's publicly it's publicly funded news, but it's publicly funded with the understanding that they can't meddle with what's being right. okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, then there you go. Yeah, yeah, that's the way to do it. But PBS is great, but it's not twenty four hours because there's not that much shit to say. It's there's there's just there's just not. Yeah, and it really bothers me that it's it, it that it's that it's a thing. I hope, I hope that. You know, you know how millennials kill everything. Yes. Right. Oh, but they kill shit that needs to fucking die. Proceed. I hope that that the millennials kill the news networks. Yeah, I like that. I don't they, watch it. No, I want them to kill magazines. I want them to kill newspapers, and I want them to kill 
the news in general. I want them to kill TV news because first off, when I say newspaper, I mean like the physical paper. I see no value in having to print the news on paper and put it out. Zero value whatsoever. Magazine, same thing, out the door. Completely digital. Yeah. We deal with an Amazon, Google, whomever to put out a platform and we consume it and that's it. I don't need BS on TV. I need entertainment on TV. Right. And yeah. that's and and if that's what they're doing with the news, some and if people think that's entertaining, maybe I'm just not the target demo. You know what else needs to happen though? Is that Amazon needs to have like a included with Prime sort of thing. Because like another problem is like is just on the on the internet news is just like clickbait. Is that you need to have clickbait. And then so that way you're put into a place where a free a free news article that's covered with ads, you know, Google ads and whatnot. Like I don't want to see that either. Like I would rather pay five dollars a month to get New York Times and you know the Washington Post or whatever. I don't know, whatever. Because I don't want to see ads. Like again, like all, ads are the problem because that's what makes you have to be entertaining and where you're not supposed to be entertaining, like in the news. Clickbait is is a problem. And I think clickbait is the same issue with like the t- televised news, you know? Yeah, but that that was watch bait. That but that's from the very beginning of sure, twenty four yeah, hour yeah, news. Yeah, no, it that. was there to begin with, like being salacious was 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 good. With 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 clickbait, I've heard a bunch of different arguments, like ways to incentivize people to not um to not have clickbait. So ways to ways to really quantify views and interest in a topic and get journalists paid without having to, and then disincentivizing clickbait because clickbait is trash. First of all. Yeah. And as an advertiser, I don't interact with ads in clickbait. I don't, I interact more with Instagram ads and ads in, um, Amazon. I, I, I interact way more with those than I do in those like really stupid clickbait AI, you know, generated yeah, yeah. like stuff that I stuff that the internet thinks I would like. Those don't work because it's super obvious to someone that's trained. And as people get, as people like us, you know, become the majority of people, um, we're going to be harder to trick. So you heard it here, folks. Don't cancel HBO. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed the last, I don't know, 30 minutes. Yeah. 20 minutes of your life. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think this is going to, we're going to wrap the show now. Yep, I'm Josh. It. I'm Drew. And this is Nothing to Say with Josh and Drew. Yeah.